Welcome to this special edition of Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and today, Rabbi Schneider presents a special message that's been designed to encourage and inspire our faithful friends and partners all year long. Have you ever put together one of those really big, monstrous puzzles? When you open the box, the task, it feels overwhelming. But little by little, the pieces, they come together and the picture emerges. Similarly, our calling and our purpose can sometimes feel a little bit like a puzzle. But as Rabbi Schneider explains today, when you tune into the things of God, He will make the picture and your path clear. So let's get started. Here is Rabbi Schneider. Greetings in Messiah, shalom and love, beloved ones. The scripture says that without vision, the people perish. And we need vision in our life, even individually. And a lot of times what this means is that we're receiving new vision and fresh vision because God is always moving. He's active and life is evolving. And so I say that to simply share with you what's recently happened in my life and with the ministry of Discovering the Jewish Jesus. Those of you that follow the ministry know that some months back, we took an initiative to unite the church together to stand on the earth for righteousness. And the name of that movement was called Taking the Rainbow Back. And again, the purpose of that movement was to bring God's people together to be who we're supposed to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. And that initiative moved forward for approximately six months. And when I got to the final action step of that assignment that God gave me, I went to sleep right after it was over. It was a very specific day. We had one more interview that I was doing in relationship to the Taking the Rainbow Back movement. As soon as that last interview was over with someone that had transitioned from being a female to trying to become a male, and then realized that what she had done was impossible, that a female can't become a male, and God restored her to his divine purpose and to soundness of mind, and now she's an activist to help young people understand that the answer is not trying to become a biological sex that you weren't born into, but rather the answer is to take a hold of who you were really created to be. And she was trying to help others that were caught up in the lifestyle that she was living. Literally, the last phase of that momentum was over, and I go to sleep that night, just like that. And in my sleep, going back just a few months ago now, it was like I was in some of a spiritual atmosphere. It was like I was sleeping, but I was awake at the same time. I was sleeping, but I was conscious of what was going on. And the best way that I can describe it is that I was in like a spiritual weather. Like I could feel all this stuff going on around me. My eyes are closed, but I'm conscious of what's going on in a half sleep state. And I was being bombarded by two things that were coming at me. And the one thing was Acts 2.22. It kept on hitting me, Acts 2.22, Acts 2.22, Acts 2.22. I mean, it was bombarding me, like from all 360 degrees around me. And it seemed like it went on for several hours. So I got up the next morning and immediately in my prayer room, I opened the scriptures up to Acts 2.22. Let me read it for you. The grass withers and the flowers change, beloved ones, but the word of the Lord abides forever. 
hear the word of God. Men of Israel, listen to these words. Jesus the Nazarene, a man attested to you by God with miracles and wonders and signs, which God performed through him in your midst, just as you yourselves know, this man, delivered over by the predetermined plan and foreknowledge of God, you nailed to a cross by the hands of godless men and put him to death. But God raised him up again, putting an end to the agony of death since it was impossible for him to be held in its power. And so I read that, again, the dream, the experience happened at night. I woke up the next morning. I didn't even know when I was being bombarded with Acts 2.22. I didn't even know for certain what Acts 2.22 said. I was thinking, is that the part where Peter talks about how when Yeshua came, young men would dream dreams and old men would have visions? I didn't know exactly what Acts 2.22 said. Then I opened the Bible and read what I just read to you. As I prayed about it and asked the Lord, what is this about, Lord? Something definitely happened last night. I mean, that was a marked experience. It was too intense to just be my mind working at night. It was more than that. I was in some type of a supernatural spiritual climate in the heavenly realm. What was that? And then I felt the Lord, I just felt in my spirit, in my heart, that what the Lord was saying to me was that I'm giving you a new assignment and your new assignment is to face Israel and to confront them and challenge them, just like Peter did in Acts 2.22. Men of Israel, listen to these words. I felt like the Lord was redirecting me now into a new phase, no longer focusing on taking the rainbow back, but a new assignment, and that is to challenge Israel with the good news of Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, whom God raised from the dead. So our ministry at Discovering the Jewish Jesus has now launched into this new assignment, focused more than ever before on reaching Israel and challenging Jewish people with the love that God has for them through Messiah Yeshua. Now, interestingly, just a few days after I had this experience, out of the blue, Newsmax called us and wanted me to participate in talking about Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah was happening that night, and they wanted to interview me and have me talk about Rosh Hashanah. I knew nothing more than that, other than I was going to be on Newsmax. It was very sudden. I had to rush to the studio to get here in time for the interview, and so that's what happens. So I get over to the studio. My eyes are still all puffed up. You know, I had not really fully woken up yet, but I'm going to roll this interview for you now. This happened immediately after the Lord told me my new assignment was to challenge Israel. Rabbi Kurt Schneider, can I start with you on this? And if you can tell us, uh, the viewers, uh, the meaning behind this holiday and what it signifies. Well, it's a very beautiful time of the year, as you said. It's the celebration of the Jewish New Year. There's another interpretation of it. It's called the Feast of Trumpets. And there's an additional meaning concerning the Feast of Trumpets. The Lord blew the trumpet from heaven when he gave Israel the Ten Commandments and the kingdom of God broke into the world. And as followers of Jesus, we believe that the Lord will once again break into the earth with the blowing of a trumpet at Jesus' return, which is soon. And uh, Rabbi Alan Green, can you talk to us about some of the events that we can expect to see around the world? Um, well, I'm reacting to that statement about the followers of Jesus. Jews are not followers of Jesus. 
I imagine there are some followers of Jesus who celebrate the Jewish New Year, but this is uh, not what I was expecting to hear on this broadcast. Well, I think you noticed how taken aback and shocked that traditional Jewish rabbi was when I tied the Feast of Trumpets, Rosh Hashanah, into the return of Messiah Jesus, Messiah Yeshua. His response was, well, I, I wasn't prepared for this, and, and, you know, Jews don't believe in Jesus. But, you know, that is the challenge that we have. That's the mandate of the church right now, to be used of the Lord, to open the Jewish community's eyes to recognize that Yeshua HaMashiach, that Jesus of Nazareth is the King of the Jews, and He really is the Messiah of Israel, as well as the Savior of the world. Let's take a look at my response back to this rabbi. Yeah, Jesus was a Jew and all his followers were Jews. When Yeshua, Jesus was crucified, there was a sign above his head that said, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. Jesus is the most famous, influential Jew that ever lived and the first church was all Jewish. So for my brother and my friend to say, Jews cannot believe in Jesus, it's a total oxymoron. Look at my book, Messianic Prophecy Revealed. Check me out online, discoveringthejewishjesus.com and look at my YouTube channel and you'll discover the truth. So you can see the huge division between traditional Judaism and the message of followers of Yeshua. Traditional Jews have rejected Yeshua as the Messiah. And I as a believer, and you as a believer, we have a call to reach Israel with the gospel. And when I say Israel, I'm not just talking about those that live in the geographical place that we call Israel. I'm talking about all Jews on the planet as well. In fact, Paul uses the term interchangeably, Jews and Israel. And so God speaking to me in that vision of the night, Acts 2.22, Acts 2.22, Acts 2.22, was calling my ministry and I to focus going forward now to reach Israel. We've preached the gospel to the world. We've traveled all over the globe preaching the gospel. But we have a fresh mandate now to focus specifically now on reaching Jewish people. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, and Rabbi Schneider will return shortly. But first, here's some unique insights from some of our monthly partners. He preaches the true word. He's bringing it to the way it was written. That's pretty incredible. That's what brings it to life. I think the rabbi is going places that the Bible tells us to go, go to all the world and preach to the people who have not heard the word, introduce them to Jesus Christ and give them hope for the future. I just know and know and know that if more people will partner with Rabbi Snyder, they will see indeed the blessings in their home, their family, friends, work, whatever, because that's just the God that we serve. Praise God for our monthly partners. They're opening doors around the world for people to receive the witness of Jesus. And they're blessing the Father's heart by caring for His people. Now back to our teaching. Now the message and the mandate that God gave me, it's really no different than the mandate God gave Paul and the other apostles. I'm going to go now to the book of Romans. I'm going to begin reading here in chapter number nine. Of course, the apostle Shaul, we say in Hebrew, or Paul in English, wrote the book of Romans. Hear the word of God as I begin to read here in verse number one. Paul says, 
I'm telling the truth in Christ. I'm not lying. My conscience bears with me in the Holy Spirit that I have great sorrow and unceasing grief in my heart. So what's Paul saying? He's saying, I'm sharing my heart with you and the Holy Spirit testifies that I'm sharing the authenticity of who I am with you. And Paul continues, for I could wish that I myself were accursed, separated from Christ for the sake of my brethren, my kinsmen according to the flesh, who are Israelites, to whom belongs the adoption of sons and the glory and the covenants and the giving of the law and the temple service and the promises. So Paul is saying, oh, I'm torn up inside because I want to reach my own people so much with the message of Messiah Yeshua. And so we are in alignment with the Holy Spirit's bearing witness with Paul's heart, how important it is, how critical it is to reach Israel with the good news of Messiah Yeshua. In fact, I'm going to show you as we continue on that Paul said he magnified his ministry to the Gentiles because Paul was actually called to reach Gentiles, even though his first burden was to reach Jews. But Paul said he magnified his ministry to the Gentiles. He said, because through them, he would reach the Jews. What did he mean by that? He meant that as Gentiles, like most of you, as you come to faith in Messiah Yeshua and walk out your faith in obedience, God is going to give you opportunity to share your hope of Yeshua, who's the hope of the world, with Jewish people. And God's going to use you to draw Jewish people to himself. So Paul said, I love my ministry, my call to Gentiles, because I know that through them, through those Gentiles that I'm reaching, Jewish people will be reached because the Gentiles that have come to faith will take that hope, they'll take that love, and they'll share it with Jewish people. And the result of that is that Jewish people will be drawn into a relationship with God. You know, I have a friend, he has a ministry, and a lot of times he'll make resources available through his ministry about how to be healed or different types of personal benefits that people can receive through purchasing the particular resource that he's offering. And he said, you know, when he offers a resource about how people could be personally helped, he said the phones ring off the hook, the people, you know, order it online. He said, but when he offers a resource to help God's people know how to reach Jewish people, he says the phone doesn't ring, no one orders the product online. And that's human nature. People want what's going to help them, and I understand that. But we have to transcend our own bubble of human selfishness, right, which we all are. But we have to transcend that into something greater to come into alignment with God to reach his first covenant people. That's what Paul was saying here. Not that Jewish people are better, they're just the first covenant people, right? Because the first covenant came to the Jewish people. And the scripture teaches that Gentiles now that come to faith in Messiah Yeshua are grafted in to that history of the Jewish people, that Gentiles that come to faith are grafted into the blessing of Abraham. But it's critical that we continue to focus on reaching Israel and the Lord has given me and this ministry a unique opportunity to do that. And I began to tell you today at the beginning of this episode that when the Lord came to me with that fresh vision of the night, it was almost like I was being assaulted. Acts 2.22, Acts 2.22, Acts 2.22, Acts 2.22. 2 
And then the Holy Spirit had one more word that I didn't tell you at the beginning of the broadcast that was going back and forth with Acts 2.22. And the other word that was coming at me in that experience of the night was the word tetriarch. So it was Acts 2.22, tetriarch, Acts 2.22, tetriarch, Acts 2.22, tetriarch. I didn't even know what a tetriarch was. I had to look that up the next morning too. And a tetriarch is somebody that has a ruling authority over a certain portion of an area. For example, in the scriptures, the word tetriarch was actually used simultaneously with the word king. The king had a specific area that he had governance over. So I felt like the Lord was telling me, I want you to focus your attention the attention of discovering the Jewish Jesus on confronting Israel with the good news of my son, Messiah Yeshua. And I have given you, I believe the Lord was saying to me, a governmental authority in the heavenly places to do that, that the Lord is going to effectively accomplish his purposes. And then the reason I showed you that clip again was to show you that I felt like the Lord gave me confirmation of that vision of the night by immediately, within a few days, me getting that call from Newsmax and having an opportunity on national television to probably many Jewish people, a non-Christian audience, many of them, to lift up Yeshua as the Messiah of Israel and the Savior of the world. So I want to encourage you to get behind this mandate. We need to reach Israel. I'm going to be showing you that as Israel comes to faith, through your help, through the help of the entire church, Gentile and Jew alike have been called to reach Jewish people, that is going to usher in the Lord's return. Yeshua, on his way to the cross, you know, as he was preparing to be crucified, he said to the Jewish people, he said, you will not see me again until you're saying, Baruch Abba, Bashem Adonai, which is Hebrew for, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. What does that mean for you and me? It means we are desperately crying out in the earth right now for Yeshua to return. Things have gone from bad to worse, and they're going to continue to go from worse to more worse. So our answer is the return of Messiah, which is called in Scripture, the blessed hope. But realize that Yeshua will not return for you and I until there's a mass of Jewish people that have come to faith and are calling upon him to return with us. So I want to encourage you today to get behind this vision, this mandate that God has given discovering the Jewish Jesus. Together, you and I are going to make a difference and God is going to use us to shake the world. I believe in breakthrough. I believe there's an anointing of breakthrough on my life and on this ministry's life. God brought me out of nowhere to be a world leader in preaching the gospel. And now he's calling this ministry to focus specifically in a new dimension, a whole new degree on reaching Israel and the Jewish people. And together, beloved, you and I are gonna be used of the Lord to prepare the world for Messiah Yeshua's soon return. Amen. Thank you for listening today to this special message. We really are together preparing the world for Jesus' soon return right here through discovering the Jewish Jesus. And this message, it was preached by our Bible teacher, Rabbi Schneider. And here he is again to share a few special words. Discovering the Jewish Jesus is one of the best and most important ministries that you can partner with on the earth. 
We are reaching the world with the gospel, and more precisely today, we're reaching Jewish people with the gospel, which is the mandate of the church. Paul said to the Jew first and also to the Greek or to the Gentiles. Yeshua came and he first brought the message to the Jewish people, and then the message spread from there around the world to Jerusalem, Samaria, and all the nations of the earth. By partnering with discovering the Jewish Jesus, you are being used to create breakthrough in the world for Jewish people to be reached. We are broadcasting right now in 97% of the homes in Israel that have television sets, as well as a big portion of the entire Middle East. We're also broadcasting on secular networks, secular television outlets in America for the purpose of reaching the unreached and Jewish people. Beloved, this is the work of the church. James said, faith without works is dead. In other words, for this application, we might agree that it's important to reach Jewish people with the gospel, but we need to follow up agreement with that by doing something. By you becoming a monthly partner with this ministry, you take a step forward and be part of God's steps on the earth to reach around the globe to gather in a harvest of precious Jewish souls. As I said in the broadcast, when Jewish people come to faith in Him, that creates the spiritual climate for the Lord's return. There's not a more important time to reach Jewish people than right now, when anti-Semitism is growing, when Jewish people are feeling shaken, when they're looking for answers, when they're looking for hope. Now is the time, I believe more than ever before, to bring the good news of the Jewish Messiah Jesus to them, and you can be a part of doing that by becoming a monthly partner today. And to become a monthly partner right now, please call 800-777-7835. Or if it's easier, you can sign up online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. You can also send your monthly donation to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. Shalom, it's Partner Month, and we want to give you opportunity this month to pray and consider, are you being called by the Holy Spirit to support Father God and spreading His Word all around the globe through discovering the Jewish Jesus? Has He touched your heart through this ministry? I can tell you that we have testimonies from all over the world every day of people's lives being transformed. The Word of God is going forth swiftly into people's hearts, transforming us. And so won't you consider today are you to support this ministry with your finances and your prayers? Once again, to become a monthly partner with us, visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com or you can call 800-777-7835. That's 800-777-7835. And now here's Rabbi Schneider to speak a sacred and holy blessing over us. And we pray the words from this sacred blessing inspire you and that they refresh your soul today. In the book of Numbers, chapter 6, the Lord gave instructions to Moses and Aaron to speak this blessing over his people. And the Lord said, When you speak these words over my people, I will place my name on them and bless them. Receive the impartations of the Lord's blessings. Yavah Yahweh Yair Yahweh Penavelecha 
The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. I'm Dustin Roberts, and on behalf of all of us here at Discovering the Jewish Jesus, thank you for joining us today. Be sure to come back next time when Rabbi Schneider shares more insightful teachings connecting the Old and New Testament. God bless you and shalom.